Welcome to Dr. Carol's Couch with your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of Dr. Lieberman, her guests, and callers. Now it's time to have a seat on Dr. Carol's Couch. Here's your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome to today's edition of Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Well, everyone today, well, I shouldn't say everyone actually, but a lot of people today want to be heard, seen. Uh, actually, everyone wants to be heard and seen, just some people not for all the right reasons. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, some people are so desperate actually is what I mean that they kind of, um, as we know from some of the headlines, do things uh, to get notoriety, do things to get people to pay attention, even if they have to do something bad. So today, we have the antidote to that. Um, my guest is the expert in helping people get attention for good things that will help the rest of the world. And her logo is, find your voice, be heard by millions, change the world. So um, she is an amazing woman who has, she is a, um, an internationally renowned speaker on the topics of publicity, kindness, referrals, and networking. And she is a best-selling author. Her books include Get Noticed, Get Referrals. That's one book. If you get noticed, you get referrals. Networking Magic and Guerrilla Publicity, which is considered the PR Bible. And her latest book is called The Prophet of Kindness. Now, that may seem sort of, um, huh, because in our dog-eat-dog world, we tend to think, how can we um, make more money if we're going to be kind? We're going to be stepped on if we're going to be kind. Um, You know, (laughs) it's hard enough surviving, being successful, um, there's no less taking time to be kind. But Jill points out quite the opposite. So welcome to the show, Jill. Thank you. I'm so delighted to be here. Well, now, before we get into your books and and what you talk about and so on, um, what I'm interested in is, and I think my listeners are always interested, you know, what makes someone do what they do? Like, how did you get to this point in your life? How did you become an expert in PR and helping people find their voice? And, I mean, not even talking yet about kindness and so on, but just in general, what you've been doing for 25 years. How, as a little girl... (laughs) As a little girl, how did you did you uh, tell people you wanted to be I don't know what would you call yourself a, a publicity megastar or a um, p- publicity maven or I, I don't know but how did this come about? Uh, well, no, actually, I wanted to go to law school and I uh, put together my life to make that happen. I was so excited; nobody in my family had actually graduated. University, so this was um, going to be a big thing, right? It's like, woo! <laughs> and, um, you know, excited about that. Um, but realistically, and uh, what happened was I got to law school and I went, oh my God, I really don't <laughs> like this. <laughs> For my uh, wonderfully creative mind, it was really not the right place to be. Yeah. Yeah, so that's, so I ended up. Um, you know, just doing great uh, with, you know, kind of new ways of, of looking at life. But I, when I got to law school, I discovered a new path um, because, you know, I was having trouble there, meaning it wasn't really my environment. What I ended up doing was I thought, what, could, what would be fun for me? What would be creative for me? And so I started working for a music business attorney. Hmm. And um, that actually got my career started in the music business where I ended up in publicity and promotion and took my career to the place, funny enough, where it is now. You just huh. never know how you're going to get places, right? Yes, yes. Boy, that's interesting. Um, because you probably, because you wouldn't have ever apparently thought about it beforehand, but then when you saw and you were obviously good at it, uh, then that became your thing. Exactly. Well, okay, and then from there, um, you branched out on your own, and 
And so when I branched out on my own, the fun part was then I got to figure out, all right, you know, let's start working with creative people. And and I started working um, mostly with artists and creators and musicians and um, and really started then my own public relations company and started a really a PR agency and actually did that, ran that for like seven years, loved that. It got to work with all kinds of people. It actually started expanding who I was working with and now, you know, uh, ended up getting tapped to write my first book, Guerrilla Publicity. That was exciting. And uh, with that, you know, really started my career in helping all kinds of small business owners and consultants and authors and speakers to really get their word out and increase visibility using publicity as a primary marketing strategy. And that's what I'm talented and gifted at and have really been able to help people. Now, when you started, um, let's say, working for that music uh, entertainment attorney lawyer, Entertainment attorney, lawyer, yes. Entertainment attorney. Um, was there, I mean, was there, like you, your guerrilla publicity is the PR Bible. So did you, like, did you have to discover and figure out the best ways to get publicity for the people you were representing? Or was there any kind of, um, did you follow some kind of model? Or did you fo- follow a model and then realize you could make better <laughs> choices? Um, you know, I think, honestly, I probably made up the model a lot. Um, it, you know, I think I made up my own model, meaning there was a PR, there's PR agency models. You pay multiple thousands of dollars per month, and you hope and pray that you get publicity, right? Yeah. But what I ended up doing was really focusing in on how can I help entrepreneurs, small business owners, uh, do and get publicity at affordable rates. And I, and I really... Uh, recreated my program so I teach publicity courses which are much more affordable and and work with people one-on-one to get their publicity done and train their staff so they're not spending thousands of dollars per month. So I just switched things, you know, and kind of took a new way of of the model and that worked really well. Yes, you know, you bring up, I, I that deserves a little more time spent on this because, I mean, we both know so many people... <laughs> Um, who have gone that ro- route, they think that they, if they just find someone who calls themselves a publicist um, and seems impressive in one way or another and promises them the moon, um, that they are going to get publicity. And so often um, these, these companies that are, have grown and are so big and really, and they have interns working for them and not really people who are, um, have connections <laughs> with anybody mm-hmm. and, um, and, you know, send out press releases or uh, and don't really, I mean, it's the person-to-person contact that's so important. And, uh, and then they wonder, you know, three months later, um, they're very disappointed and they're out thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, exactly. You got it. And that's a problem. And it's really sad. I mean, you know, it... Uh, so, so, well, let's talk, so, okay, so your first, I thought your, which was your first book? Guerrilla My first publicity? book was actually Guerrilla Publicity, yeah. Oh, okay, so let's talk about that for a little bit. Um, what are some of the things that you uh, talk about in there? Hmm. Well, you know, the big thing about getting publicity and creating visibility is your message and that it really comes down to having a great message that's simple and easy to replicate, to say, to speak anytime, anywhere. And so I'm, it's one of my gifts from God, as I like to say, is that I'm really good with getting underneath people's messages. Like they'll tell me one thing and I will see and hear something that will serve them better, easier, quicker, faster, if you know what I'm saying. And, mm-hmm. and so that's been really good. Um, and, and I've been really, uh, shall we say, blessed with, able, with the ability to, um, to help people get a message that works. So in guerrilla publicity, what I'm big on is, all right, here, let's give you multiple ways to do simple things to get your name out there quickly. Right, and we do that, um, and and so in the doing of that, what what we're looking at is creating solutions in the marketplace, solving problems, giving people real things to do that will make a difference for them. 
Um, so I think that's really key. And, and what I love to do is just really finding, you know, what I call right solutions. Um, and a lot of the right solutions is getting people to the, to the important place for them to get their word out. And, and I love doing that. It's just a lot of fun, and, and that's, that's my main thing I really do. Well, now, um, of course, today, you know, it used to be television, radio, and print, and now um, so much is also uh, the Internet. So do you, um, I mean, is that, when you were saying about getting messages out quickly, is that one of the ways that you uh, recommend for that, that people um, focus a lot on the Internet? Well, you know, here's the good news, Carol, that I love, uh, I have to tell you, yeah, I know people go, oh, you know, what's happening with publicity? Here's what's happening with publicity, from what my opinion. We have doubled the publicity opportunities. You know why? Inc. Magazine is now Inc.com. For- Forbes is also now Forbes.com. Huffington Post, well, you know, is always pretty much online, but everything that is print and radio mm. and television is also now online. Yes. So, for instance, when my fourth book came out, Profit of Kindness, and I was on Fox News and Vegas and CBS TV and all this wonderful Fox News all over the United States, actually, I always remained on their website, guess what, for a continuous amounts of time um, and made both Forbes and Forbes.com and Inc. and Inc.com. So how fabulous is that, right? So I see it as we get to have both now. And, and we get to um, do it in ways that are really simple and much easier. Um, so that's really, really good. Well, when you were referring to uh, people talking about what's, what's happening to publicity today, do you mean, um, what do you mean by that? Well, what I mean is that I see that we have now very extended, wonderful possibilities. Cause but, we but, have, I mean, but I got the impression that what you're saying is that some people are thinking that there's that it's harder in some ways. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Yes. Some people are thinking that it's that. Yes, that might be harder. I'm saying, hey, good news, everybody. You've just like tripled your publicity because not only do we have you know traditional publicity, what we can all agree on is print, radio, television, magazines, and uh, now we have podcasts and blogs, right? And and but, all but why are people media. saying that it's harder because because the, because it's diluted? Is that the point? Um, I just think uh, a few people would have that opinion. I would tell you that <laughs> others others are very excited about what's expanded now. And what I see is that now, uh, call me an optimist, but um, we have expanded opportunities because there's so many uh, blogs and podcasts. My clients, who I'm going to tell you the truth, maybe before would have had a harder time, like a self-published author, let's say, Okay, mm-hmm. and you know those um, typically. Listen, I've been helping people get book deals for years. I love and I love self-published books. I think it's really great. Meanwhile, um, you know, a major magazine might say, "Oh, well, you're a self-published author. I'm not going to do anything on you." Mm-hmm. But my my clients are able to reach out to my typical list is 350 influencers, right? Who have good blogs or podcasts related to what they do. Uh-huh. And, and so I see it as a really expanded opportunity now. Does that make sense? Yes, I know what you're saying. But, like, for example, the, you know, the networks are all complaining, of course, that um, they have had to divide their audience, you know, because there are so many channels, no less, no less uh, online. Um, mm. I mean, so many broadcast channels, no less online and Netflix and, you know, everything else. So, mm-hmm. so, I mean, like back in the day, if you were on, uh, like the number of people, I guess it's, you know, it comes down to numbers, the numbers of people um, who are watching even the major shows are less than they were 10 years ago. So is that what, you know, so it does make it, I mean, it makes it easier in a way that there are more uh, opportunities, but it makes it harder in a way because it takes a lot more work to, to cover all those um, more minor opportunities when it was easier to do like a few big shows and you know get everyone in the world to pay attention and buy your product. 
So um, I, I still don't know that I agree totally. I mean, yes, stations and networks might be concerned about, you know, less viewership because the truth is, yes, they have more competition than they used to have. There are more outlets than they used to have. For me, though, from a client perspective, for my people, this is thrilling news that, uh-huh. that you have the opportunity more than ever to get on all kinds of, uh, all kinds of places that you wouldn't have had the opportunity to do yeah. before. Blogs and podcasts, visibility building opportunities through social media, LinkedIn profiles. I mean, all kinds of places that were not available as quickly as easily. So to me, that's Mm -hmm. that's what I'm talking about. It's good Mm -hmm. news. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, What about? So, well, why don't we talk about the get noticed, get referrals? Now, so that was that was an early book. I mean. I, I kind of, I'm looking at your bios, and I sort of don't have the order in my mind here. I can't really tell what's what. So sure. Gorilla well, Publicity fact- was first. That was what you were asked to do because they saw that you were doing a great job as a publicist, right? Right. And then what happened was, you know, frankly, my, my book did very well. We sold over 80,000 copies. I, wow. You know, I used publicity, right? And the power of publicity is not just for books, but for every business. You don't have to have a book to get great right. publicity. Yeah. But the point, and I just want to reassure your listeners of that, that you can get yeah. publicity on a business, on a topic, on a, all kinds of things. Um, but the issue is, uh, then, then I did, you know, frankly, I got publicity on it, and my publisher asked me what every author wants to hear, and that is, what's your next book? Yeah. <laughs> and so my next book became um, Networking Magic. And I am a queen of connecting. It gives me great joy to actually make connections for people. And so Networking Magic came out next. That's, that was, came out next. And then the referral books and then Profit of Kindness. Ah, okay. So now, okay, so let's talk about Networking Magic. Um, how, what, I mean, that sort of makes me, uh, I hear the music. We need to take a break. But what, I, what, I was gonna, what I'm going to ask you when we come back is how, you know, I can see that, too, sort of the thing is some people are so hesitant about networking. I mean, unless it's something that you're connecting that has no, nothing to do with you, really, but like, you know, sharing things. We'll talk about that when we come back. My guest is Jill Lublin. Her latest book is The Prophet of Kindness. Um, we're talking about publicity and um, getting your ver- voice heard and changing the world. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now. 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, 
Here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, talking today with Jill Lublin. She walks her talk um, in terms of getting being the publicity maven uh, in that she has um, over 200 speaking engagements each year. And she is a, besides I was reading, I, I told you the names of, of her four best-selling books. She's been on the stages of Tony Robbins, T. Harvey Ecker, T. Harv Ecker, uh, Jack Canfield, Mark Victor Hansen, Laurel Langmire, and Richard Simmons. <laughs> Richard Simmons, that must have been fun. Um, that was a lot of fun, and, and try following him. It wasn't easy. <laughs> yes, right. Um, and she does these uh, crash courses in publicity. Jill and I have met met years ago. Um, when, I think it was through um, James Malinchuk. Well, through J- I was trying to think if, it, if we met before James, but no, I guess maybe not. Through James Malinchuk, who is a uh, the million. <laughs> The million. What, what is his tagline? The million dollar speaker. Um, actually, he was featured on Secret Millionaire. Yes. Yeah. And he teaches people how to. His main thing is teaching people um, how to be successful as a speaker. But he has all kinds of other, <laughs> other tidbits, other uh, great advice as well. And so, Jill and I met um, going to his seminars a few years back. Um, and I have wanted to get her on the show for, for a few years back, so since a few years back. So let's get back to um, what I was saying about networking magic. I was kind of comparing that to, I mean, you know, the wor- I mean, the wor- I'm sure you've noticed this, how the world has changed, um, not necessarily for the better. And t- I think because of scarcity, ever since, at least ever since 2008, with the economic uh, boom, <laughs> boom downward, that people have gotten more self-protective, less generous. I know that's, we're going to get to your book about kindness, but I mean, um, it, it's just more difficult in terms of money, uh, friends who, you know, people who are friends for years get into arguments about money. Um, it's a, and it's politics. A, <laughs> well, yes, of course, in politics. And so there's this sense of scarcity. And so getting... Back to your book, Networking Magic. Um, tell us about that and about how, you know, how, like, do you encourage people to, uh, to not think that they have to compete with the person who they're going to network, but, but that rather this will help them in the long run? Do you know what I mean? Mm. You know, um, you know, and I do agree with you. There's, there's so much um, tension more so than we've ever had before. A lot of survival, to be honest. Um, it's, it's harder times. But what I do see is that collaboration and, and um, supporting each other and flexibility and connecting with each other is actually what is going to take us to whole next levels of marketing, of, of connection, of viability, of sales success. So I'm a big believer in, in networking and collaboration. Of course, I wrote books on it, but um, I just see the results. So give me some examples of um, people who you have put together through networking and, and what happened. And, mm. um, and you don't have to well, mention specific names if you don't feel comfortable with that, but like the kinds of situations. Well, I've gotten people, for example, speaking engagements, um, podcast interviews, and they're very grateful. Um, I've gotten people connected that they became each other's clients, you know, or or referred people to clients, um, which, of course, you know, is about building your wonderful, you know, cash flow. And, And so my general way is I'm just always looking for who can connect with who, and then connecting them, and I'm a really uh, generous connector, meaning as soon as I see a possibility for relationship building, I will usually write then in front of them, usually, just send off an email because God knows I can't remember to do it later, yeah. and we all have enough to do, right? right? So I tend to be action-oriented right in the moment. If I see there's a, a connection to be made and something where parties can benefit, I will do that as quick as possible. And in your book, um, Networking Magic, 
Do you recommend this as a way of, I mean, what is, why, like, why did you write that book? What, what are you trying to, what are you hoping people will get out of it? Ah, um, well, I'll tell you, learning good ways to network, learning how to be effective when you meet someone is important. Mm. Having a good what-do-you-do statement, a script, which, by the way, I think should be a bit of a script so that you're prepared every time. I don't like people umming and awing their way through what they do. It doesn't give me a lot of confidence <laughs> in them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, so it's, I see. So it's more about like how, uh, why people should network and how they can do it most effectively. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. And where to network, what to say, how to say it, and yes, how to be effective for sure. Yes, because, you know, there is this, um, I mean, I, I am guilty of it, certainly. Uh, you know, you go somewhere, whether you're purposely going there to network or just, you know, you meet people somewhere and you take their card, and then if you don't write down at the, on the back of their card something about that or what you plan to do with their card or why you took their card in the first place, um, then you end up with a purse filled with cards and you don't do anything. I know. I agree. And this is a problem. And I'm guilty too, by the way. I, I mean, I've had to develop systems. I had to stay vigilant. It's so easy to get behind. I just cleaned up my office and discovered cards from 10 years ago. I'm so embarrassed. And, you know, I do the best I can. Um, so, you know, I remake a commitment. All right, now we're going to, you know, get this out consistently, or, you know, like that. Yes, I actually just did that too. Started cleaning up my office, going through my piles and found cards. And you know, a lot of times if they are old, you don't really remember who this person is or why they, why you took their card. Um, which is, I'm sure, one of the things that I think is really important, and I'm sure you recommend this, or I, I would assume that it's really important to have your picture on your card. Absolutely. If you you just have your name and then someone's going through their desk and they find it and they don't remember your name, um, then that's that, you know. But if there's a picture, the chances are that they really will remember who you are. Absolutely. So, you know, this is about um, making sure that uh, putting yourself out there in a positive, powerful way, um, you know, uh, and, and doing it so that people can relate to you, can be connected to you, all that good stuff, right? And, and I think that's really important. Yes, absolutely. Let's see. Get noticed, get referrals. What, um, what aspect, you know, how is this different? What are you talking about in that book? Um, so on referrals, this is called, how are you going to, shall we say, pay it forward? How can you refer others and how can others refer you? Again, it's the kind of thing people need to know what you do. But we give a more system, systematic like, here's how to get referrals, here's how to pass more referrals. Again, we go into scripts because it's so important and, and I really want people to hear that the, um, shall we say, major importance of knowing what to say quickly in a way that that connects people to you and gets them to ask the next great question, something like, how do you do that? It's a great uh-huh. thing, right? <laughs> so I think that's really important. And, um, well, what are some of the ways that you, that you suggest that people get noticed? Um, in terms of, well, for getting referrals. Wearing a big hat? <laughs> um, well, actually, no, more guerrilla publicity would cover those kinds of things. But in terms of passing referrals, what we want you to do is have, uh, have a script ready. What do you do? Answer that question. What do you do? Um, we always suggest start meeting people along the food line. I know that sounds sort of simple and fun, but, you know, people tend to be more talkative around food. So I always tell people, go to the food line, because not everyone's an extrovert. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, kind of a nice way to get in and to do that is, is to get people to the, um, to the food line and start talking there. So when you it's say a the food thing. line, do you mean like... Um, like when you're like, at an event uh-huh. and there are appetizers being served. You know, go to the food line and start meeting people. Volunteer to become, like if it's an event, a greeter, an ambassador. Like Chambers of Commerce, for example, always have uh, greeters and, and ambassadors. 
Mm-hmm. I didn't yeah. know if you meant that or the food line, like it, when you're waiting in line at the supermarket. Uh, no, no. Well, that too. Okay, so that's another thing. So when you're at the supermarket, when you're on an airplane, when you're making copies at FedEx, are you talking to people? Are you smiling at them? Are you saying hello? I'm not saying, you know, if you've got to go in and go out and take care of something, that's fine. But start talking to people. Find out who they are. What do they do? I've had the most fabulous referrals, connections. Um, while I've been sitting, you know, next to people or standing in line next to people. I have a, a friend I've been friends with for, gosh, 15 years because I said hello to her waiting in line in the in women's bathroom. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that proves it. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> okay, well, why don't we go to your The Prophet of Kindness, your latest book. Um, certainly this world... <laughs> Needs a lot more kindness. You know, when I, um, in my books about terrorism, I talk about kindness being, uh, kindness and love being the antidote to terrorism. Mm. Um, you know, we're all, we're all so wounded um, because, you know, we're, we're walking around and, and listening to news reports and, and uh, dealing with personal problems as well as world problems, hearing about school shootings. Um, you know all of this, and and it's so um, it's it's you know everybody needs kindness more than ever. People are are really I don't know if I want to say more fragile, but certainly more in need of some kind of uh, proof that somebody else cares. Mm, exactly, you got it. And I think that's really the 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 point is. You know, what I found out in doing Profit of Kindness is that kind companies, kind people, tend to be happier, more fulfilled, make more money, um, have better team members, have happier clients, have just a better outlook on life, right? And I think that's really, that's really important. Okay, but here's the thing. Do you think, um, I mean, in your book, or do you think that... I mean, it's easier for people who already are feeling happier in their life, more successful in their life, more loved in their life. It's easier for people who come from a place of um, being filled up, you know, to be able to be kind to others. Are you, are you, are you trying to say that um, people, people who aren't filled up, people who may not um, find it as easy to be kind should are you teaching people i guess that's what i'm trying to say in the book do you teach people how to be kind even when you're not feeling filled up um yes and you know you don't have to be filled up to be kind i mean what is it really you know if we really think about what makes us feel good as people as human beings think about it for a moment Every time you do an act of kindness, every time you give and extend to another, one tends to forget one's own problems. And in that extension of kindness um, becomes a, a clearing for just something else to occur and it becomes like a blessing for that other person. And it can take a minute. It can be a smile. It can be a hold open the door for the woman with the baby and, the, and all the groceries. I mean, think, think about all the times, you know, you've just needed some help for a minute. And some stranger reached out and said, here, let me help you. Right? Whether it's take a bag from you, open a door for you, um, you know, just anything. It yes. all matters and it all counts. Yes, that's so true. And I guess that's, that's a really good point, that even if you're not feeling filled up and you, you make the effort to do something, um, it makes, it, that in itself fills you up uh, because it, it, by seeing the other person be appreciative or happy or you know, realizing that you did make a difference in someone else's life, you could be feeling miserable at that moment and somehow not paying attention, you do some act of kindness or paying attention, um, and then you feel a lot better. Uh huh. Exactly. Exactly. So, you got it. how can uh, how how does that besides profiting emotionally, like what we were just talking about? How does it profit? Are you talking? I presume you're talking about businesses profit from kindness. Um, businesses profit from kindness. Yes. Interestingly enough, you know, it sort of sounds like a funny juxtaposition. But realistically, what happens is that by being kind in business, by reaching out and doing um, 
nice things, whether it's connecting someone, whether it's, you know, whatever it is, it's all good, right? Um, And I'm a big believer in it all matters and it all counts. So whatever you do that's good, um, do it well. But I'm really big in return on, uh, in, excuse me, in profit of kindness. You know, everybody's so concerned about return on investment. I Mm -hmm. think that people ought to be concerned about what I call return on kindness, rock principles, Hmm. Return on kindness principles. And so I identified some, like flexibility. That's a return on kindness principle um, that will create much more business and, and, and you know, help you grow yourself. Um, compassion. How about that, you know, for uh, some, what somebody's going through or if your client can't quite, you know, like I, I have consult, PR consulting clients. Sometimes they can't make a session. And in my contract, it says, if you miss a session, we count it. But let me tell you, Carol, hardly ever do I do that um, because I am compassionate and I know that things happen. Now, if they just blow it off, that's another story. Mm-hmm. But if there's something real, then, you know, then that's what's more important. So uh-huh. I think being flexible is you know, another great example. Generosity, being generous. And uh, connection, those are some of the words we have for what we call return on kindness principles. And, and one of the things I'm really big on, and, you know, this is, if I had a soapbox to stand on, this is what it would be. <laughs> and, and that is, you know, people talk about doing random acts of kindness. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to do conscious acts of kindness. You know, like really do it. Like know that you're doing it. Make a concerted effort. Focus in on what is important to do, and do that. Uh-huh, yes, yes. You know, um, do you know, I don't know if this ad is playing nationwide or just in L.A., but there's an ad that keeps coming on the radio from a car company, and it's funny, I'm having trouble remembering the name of the car company, um, Ah, it's, but it's a, it's a, their, their whole theme. Well, you may, they do it on television, too, so you probably saw this. Um, a car company that does, I don't, you know, random acts of kindness, although, uh, although presumably they get the names from the people who have bought their car, and they call on the radio, they call up somebody, and, uh, of course, it's pre-planned, and they give, you know, they know what the person needs because, uh, because, the person has filled out some form or something, um, and they they give them that. Like for example, they give them um, they do a number of things for kids. Like um, if a child is disabled and needs a wheelchair, or if a child there's a there was a child who um, also a disabled child who uh, loved art but needed something special to be able or couldn't get to the art class or something. And so they they made arranged for something to help them do that. Um, or they donate sneakers for a team or uniforms for a team. Have you, do you know what I'm talking about? Have you heard of this? Yes, I, I have. And, you know, I, you're talking, you could be talking about anything from sponsorship to quid pro quo, quo deals um, like that, right? And well, they, well, they called, I think, they kind of make an, they do say that it's like people who have bought their car. Uh, and then they're randomly selected, supposedly. But then, but then at the end of the commercial, it says so and so is a real person who was paid to be on the radio. And somehow that kind of ruins the magic. I don't know. It just kind of. <laughs> but but yes, of course, it's nice that they do these things. Well, I hear the um, music to take another break. My guest is Jill Lublin. Um, we are talking about her new latest book. The Prophet of Kindness, and we will be back with that when we come back. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787, and ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. 
Dr. Carroll is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, with my guest, Jill Lublin. We've been talking about her most recent book, uh, The Prophet of Kindness. It's so, you know, if people, <laughs> it's so important that, um, that you're, you know, that you wrote this book and that you're going around sharing um, this, this concept because, um, that, well, tell, tell us about that. You know, have you, I mean, I've watched some of your interviews on your website and so on, and of course, and actually you get asked this question some of the times I've, I've seen, the questions that I was asking you about how, uh, you know, how in this dog-eat-dog world um, is it hard to, I mean, some people don't think about that, uh, being kind when, you know, that's like the opposite, right? Um, we have to, <laughs> we have to uh, be a bigger dog, <laughs> eat dog. Um, are you find, what kind of I, I mean are you finding sort of a mixed I'm sure there are people who are very grateful that you're um, like I think it's great you know that you're promoting this concept are there some people who you have to kind of convince about kindness you mean about how kindness helps the bottom line you know uh, the truth is I'm not going to convince them if they <laughs> I do go into corporate uh, companies and we do facilitate conversations on how teams can be more kind and what to do about that and how we can actually make that work, you know, in a real way. Um, I'm not out to convince anyone, though. I do think one should open their mind to what's possible around kindness and, you know, make sure that they um, are, are focused in on, on the kindness principles and what to do. Uh-huh. But you think the people who, who just think uh, that gets in the way of the bottom line, that there's no way to convince them? Um, I, don't, I think there are ways to convince them, and certainly I get hired to come in and facilitate conversations around that, and gosh knows, you know, get hired by companies that aren't very kind. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Well, what and, is some... Um, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, okay. So I think... That, I'm not saying that everybody is kind or wants to be or, or um, is something that makes it easy for them. Uh-huh. Um, right? Does that make sense? What are some examples of perhaps some of the companies that you've worked with or some of the companies that you know about who have adopted kindness, these kindness principles, and... Um, and have, you know, become more successful either by, by the public being more appreciative of them um, or by just selling more product? Um, you know, I, I, they tend to sell more product. They tend to create more visibility because I start thinking about, you know, I'm an expert in publicity. Why is it that companies who are kind are getting more publicity. Why? Yeah. Because they're, they're um, looked at for their deeds and, and their actions, and they're judged by that, yes. And so how wonderful is that? Well, they have to get publicity for their kindness, right? Right, exactly. I mean, it can't just be... 
and, okay. and or not. Um, but, you know, here's a great example. Panera Bread Company. Mm-hmm. We've all heard of them, right? Mm-hmm. Great story about a young man who uh, had a dying grandmother who said that she wanted clam chowder from Panera. Except that it was Tuesday, <laughs> and uh, clam. Well, they don't make clam chowder on Tuesday at Panera Bread Company. And this guy called his his store in Maine, and you know, basically said, "Would you would you make an exception?" The the woman who was you know a minimum wage uh, answered the phone kind of employee said, "Yes, I'm going to make a batch," and then gave him a batch of clam chowder and cookies all wrapped up mm-hmm. for his grandmother. Well, he posted on social media, at last count, I saw it was up to 330,000 views. Do you think Panera Bread Company wow. got good publicity? Yes, wow. they did. Hmm. I like Panera Bread. <laughs> Me too. And I like what they do and what their company stands for. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What are some other examples? Um, well, a, uh, a client of mine, actually, who runs and operates two vet companies, um, every, you know, every, like Valentine's Day, she gives them Valentine's Day baskets filled up to the brim with fun stuff and, you know, messages of love. And she does the same thing for New Year's and Easter and all huh. kinds of, you know, events. Um, and so that becomes fun for them, right? Fun for the people who work in the company. Yeah. And, um, and they love working there. They, they have happy Mondays where they talk about, you know, what makes them happy. I mean, imagine what that generates, right? And, hmm. and so that's what I'm talking about. Hmm. That's a great idea. Yeah, isn't that fun? So... Um what would you like, I mean, you also do these crash courses in publicity, which are kind of more low-key um, as far as, I mean, you take them around. Um, you really, you go, you go all over the U.S. doing this and in Canada? I do. I teach a publicity crash course. And frankly, I do it as a live Zoom webinar. Um, so oh, most uh-huh. people come on. Oh, on okay. The live I, was, Zoom. I was just trying to imagine how you could possibly fit that into your schedule, traveling all around doing these, because it's only like, you know, it, it was a few hours, right? No, no. Um, it, the live Zoom webinar is a multi-hour uh, course that's divided up. And then what I do is any city they want to come live with me, uh, they can come live as my guest, and I give them a free ticket. Um, Does that make sense? I don't really understand what you're saying. Okay, How would so, a city, what do you mean? So, in other words, they take my live Zoom course, um, and, and they get to come with me anywhere. Um, once they take the course online with me, they can come to any city they choose. So I do them all over. I've got one coming up in Tampa, Florida, in Los Angeles, in Las Vegas, and they can come live with me anywhere. Oh, I see. I see what you're saying. Okay, if they take your course online, then um, you give them free tickets to do a live course with you. Yes. Yeah. Okay, which is not, um, which you don't do three or four times a month. Yes. Yes, you do. Um, I, I do it. No, uh, on the on the publicity course, I do it usually once a month live somewhere. I've got one coming up in San Diego I as see. an example. Las Vegas, Los Angeles, yes. Tampa, Florida. Those are all coming right up, and they just come right into that course once they're taking my live Zoom course. I see. That's a very clever idea. That um, you know to uh, to get more people to to take the the, the online course. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. And, of course, you know, it's the opportunity to, to get your publicity done without spending a fortune. That's the important part. Mm-hmm. And um, what, where do you see, like, where do you, where do you want to be in 10 years? Where do, you see, um, where do you see yourself going? Or what kind of, what would you, what are some of the things that you would like to make happen? Because I know, you know, your logo, find your voice, be heard by millions, change the world. How would you... <laughs> How, how more, where are you heading towards in terms of changing the world? Um, where am I headed? Oh, that's always an interesting question, isn't it? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, so where I'm headed is um, I really think it, to really support a, a national, nationwide kindness movement. I think that would be really good, and that's, that's really where I'd want to head. That, that sounds great. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 I think something good. 
that, that yes, that um, well, and this book, of course, is uh, is the entree to that. And uh, yeah, I think that that would be great. I mean, you have all the other books behind you and so on. Um, but I think <laughs> I think a national campaign on kindness would be. Uh, would be very much appreciated. Yes, that would be good. <laughs> and so I thank you so much for the opportunity to be interviewed today. I appreciate it. Well, you're welcome. Now tell tell people where uh, how how they can get more information about you, where they can get your book, and so on. Sure. Um, so if you go to JillLublin.com, that's J I L L L U B L I N, JillLublin.com. Um, that's a great place to get a hold of me. Um, and then a free gift for all of your listeners is great publicity information. And you, for that, you go to publicitycrashcourse.com slash free gift. And that will give your wonderful listeners great opportunity for more fun PR tips that will help get them implemented immediately. Okay. Can you repeat those? Um... Publicitycrashcourse.com slash free gift. Yes. We'll get them a wonderful free gift for publicity. And then jilllublin.com for all information about, um, about me and how to get in touch with me. And I'm happy to help in any way I can regarding publicity or getting books done or any questions you might have. And where would, do you prefer that people buy your book? Um, from uh, right your through website my website. Or from, yes. From your website. Right my, yep, they can buy them all right there, jilllublin.com. And it'll take them right through to Amazon and all their favorite places. <laughs> okay, yes, I was wondering where, okay. <laughs> because, you know, do, do you like them to buy it in bookstores? No, I, I, well, yes, my answer is yes. Go on into the bookstore and ask for it by name. Yes, that's a beautiful thing, too. Yeah, I know. I'm always. I'm feeling so. You heard. You know, of course, that Barnes and Noble, the stable, staple and stable of bookstores, is having trouble. Yes, I know. Um, I, 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 that tears my heart out. Um, we, we don't want it to go uh, the way of so many other bookstores. Um, okay, so folks, you know where to go. <laughs> and Jill, thank you so much. Um, for being a guest on the show. I mean, as I start, how I started off the show by saying, uh, and also I just want to, we don't have really any time left, but I just want to say one of the reasons why there's so much of a, of a, of a desperation for um, attention, not necessarily uh, good attention, but a desperation is because parents, when kids are little, parent, or <laughs> starting when they're little and even going throughout their childhood, parents are not giving enough attention to children. And that is causing them to grow up uh, craving it from in other ways. We have selfies. We have uh, that sort of a benign way. But um, then there are all the other kinds of less, uh, more dangerous, no- notorious kinds of ways. And that is not good. So, <laughs> so make sure you give your kids attention and, um, and find out how to. And if you have a message, which I hope, which really we all do if we dig down deep enough, have a message that we would like to uh, uh, voice to say to change the world. So, Jill, thank you again for being on Dr. Carol's Couch, and thank you all for listening. You've been listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Thank you for joining us on Dr. Carol's Couch. Join us next week at 1 p.m. Pacific time for another installment of Dr. Carol's Couch. We'll save you a seat. 